since we're not regulators, we're not there to point out um, that someone might have done something wrong or there might have been a mistake made. That is not our role at all. We are really there to help the institution, organization, site, you know, what have you, get through an incident and have the best outcome for the individuals involved. So that is really our goal. This is the ORISE FeatureCast, a special edition of Further Together, the ORAU podcast. Join Michael Holtz for conversations with ORISE experts on STEM workforce development, scientific and technical reviews, and the evaluation of radiation exposure and environmental contamination. You'll also hear from ORISE research program participants and their mentors as they talk about their experiences and how they are helping shape the future of science. Welcome to the ORISE FeatureCast. Happy Wednesday and welcome to another episode of the ORISE FeatureCast. I am your host, Michael Holtz, and I am thrilled. Thrilled is a good word for this today. I'm thrilled to talk to Dr. Carol Edens, who is the director of REACTS. And if you don't know what REACTS is, and hopefully I can get this right, the Radiation Emergency Assistance Center training site, which is one of ORISE's crown jewels. And it's also a huge Department of Energy asset, as well as an asset of the National Nuclear Security Administration. And I'm thrilled to talk to you, as I've already said, to talk to Dr. Carol Edens. Carol, welcome to the ORISE feature cast. I'm so glad we finally have an opportunity to do this. Well, thank you, Michael. Uh, I'm really thrilled to be here as well and always love an opportunity to get to get to speak with you. We don't get to do it enough. So thank you for having me today. Glad to have you. So talk a little bit first, just a little bit about who you are and um, what it means to be the director of REACTS. I have uh, been a physician now for, oh gosh, I don't want to do the exact math, but for a couple of decades. (laughs) And uh, I have experience um, both in uh, military medicine, civilian medicine, and uh, various uh, uh, specialties along my way of uh, training and education. And I actually was not aware of REACTS until I had uh, come back to the local area. I had moved away from this area of East Tennessee where I grew up uh, uh, for my Air Force time and and part of my education. So coming back to the area, I uh, uh, got to meet all the people that work at REACTS and met them. And my experience um, really fit in very nicely with what they needed for a uh, knowledge and skills set. And it was uh, for me after the uh, my my work in the Air Force um, found a, a way for me to still have a job with a mission, which was very important to me. That sounds great. So, um, and Reacts has a very important mission. So let's talk a little bit about what Reacts does um, and really why it exists in the first place? Well, thank you, Michael. And that, that is a great question. Um, we were actually established in 1976. And the 
founders of React recognized that there was a real need to have a medical emergency response capability primarily to support the Department of Energy sites. And even particularly here in Oak Ridge, having the Oak Ridge Reservation right at our back door. So that was really the impetus for the foundation of REACTS. Um, as the, in the early years of REACTS, it was really, um, uh, found to be important that we're not just an asset for Department of Energy sites, but also for the United States and throughout the rest of the world. Uh, we participate with uh, the World Health Organization, uh, the International Atomic Energy Agency, and many other entities uh, throughout the world to help uh, to respond to uh, different types of uh, incidents that may occur around the world. And I know sometimes that has involved, I don't know that it's involved recently, but where you've had to travel, you know, sort of on a moment's notice, there's been an incident and you have to go, but oftentimes it's, you know, sort of telephonic or, or um, digital, you know, availability to provide advice, support, insight, you know, all of those things for if there's an incident somewhere, right? Right. And um, it's interesting, Michael, because recently I heard someone describing us, um, uh, an outside entity, and they said, oh, they're a small group of people that respond to a, a one-off situation. And it was kind of like, Hmm. <laughs> um, we wouldn't call it a one-off. Now, while these incidents don't happen every day, thank goodness, uh, nor do we want them to, our response is much broader than what it looks like on the surface. People usually, when they think of radiation incidents, they think of Chernobyl, they think of Three Mile Island, they think of Fukushima. When and while, you know, yes, two of the three of those were, you know, significant uh, radiological incidents, um, there are actually things that occur much more frequently that involve smaller numbers of individuals that can be uh, certainly every bit as important if you are that individual or the family of that individual. So, um, so I would say that that's a complete mischaracterization. No, these things don't happen every single day, but we can uh, provide assistance, as you said, telephonically. I mean, these days we can do pretty much everything virtually as we found cool. out in the pandemic, but also still with a physical response. Um, in addition to a physical response, you know, clearly we are a small group of people. We're not going to be there to jump in the trenches and be, you know, treating this patient or that patient. We're really to be there more as a force multiplier 
if I can steal that term from the army. Right. <laughs> yeah, the great commercial we've got. But, uh, but really, we're there to be more of a force multiplier. We're there to uh, let the physicians, let the hospital incident commanders, let the decision makers and stakeholders uh, know that, uh, hey, this is the situation you have currently. If we take these steps and these actions, you can help improve the outcome of uh, the public health and safety for this incident. I know in my early days with the organization, um, I was impressed by the fact that if there was an incident that you had to physically respond to, like you have, you all have like go kits and like you're ready to go within, you know, a few hours, you know, kind of less than a day's notice if you do have to dispatch out to a site. Um, I'm assuming that still holds true, even even in a pre-pandemic, post-pandemic world. Yes, um, absolutely. And we do have uh, uh, our equipment and gear that stays at the ready uh, to go, you know, like you said, at a moment's notice. Um, we would not be the first people to arrive on a scene per se. And let me couch this in bigger terms. Um, as REACTS, we fall under um, an area of the National Nuclear Security Administration called the Office of Counterterrorism and Counterproliferation. Uh, for short, we call it CTCP for obvious reasons. And uh, yes, the Office of CTCP manages the Nuclear Emergency Support Team, or NEST. Now, we are one of the NEST assets under that, um, under that um, organization, if you will. And as part of that, um, we could be um sent in fact a lot of our deployments in the past we may be sent somewhere and none of the other assets may go or maybe some of the other assets may get sent somewhere and we would only provide you know some backup response to them so it can uh, really vary in a lot of different ways as to how we can actually respond um, we've had and, and I guess part of it too, most of our responses, we don't talk about. Um, you, there, there's a saying in the military, you always know the true um, quiet professionals are those who you know, either cannot or will not discuss what they do. And for us, it's, it's more a matter of, um, since we're not regulators, we're not there to point out um, that someone might have done something wrong or there might have been a mistake made. That is not our role at all. We are really there to help the institution, organization, site, you know, what have you, get through an incident and have the best outcome for the individuals involved. So that is really our goal. And I know one of your most important roles is training other medical professionals. So not only do you do that at the REACT site, but you also travel the world um, training other medical professionals in um, 
responding to radiation incidents. Um, you know, I know you've been to places like Morocco and, you know, elsewhere, you know, in the Middle East. And, and um, that's a huge part of what you will be. Um, it is, Michael, and, and we actually really prefer education. Uh, we do provide education because a lot of individuals aren't aware that um, for our physician members of our audiences, we provide the highest level of accredited medical, continuing medical education for physicians that you can attain. So it's not a, not just the you know, uh, hey, we're going to put on this little <laughs> little kind of show that hands yeah. on. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah. yes. Now that being said, we do provide some training uh, with some smaller um, in-service type sessions that are more geared towards first responders, and oftentimes those are done either in conjunction with an educational course, or uh, for example, we're about to deploy for a national level exercise this weekend. And with part of our um, deployment and response for this uh, uh, exercise, we'll incorporate an educational course before the exercise kicks off for the medical assets. And as part of that, there can, that would be more the educational component, but we will also do some uh, uh, more uh, specific training and education for those first responders as part of that. So uh, that's uh, one way in which we accomplish that. We do have our usual uh, courses on site. The, mm -hmm. the pandemic did uh, throw everybody a bit of a, a hiccup on that one, though um, it actually, we had always wanted to get virtual content uh, out. And that was the ultimate uh, stimulus for us is if we can't bring them here, let's take it out virtually right. uh, so we did create uh, some virtual courses that we'll be putting back online uh, over the winter months but right now we are back into on-site in-person courses hopefully hopefully from here on out that's our plan at least but uh, we do still do the uh, international uh, courses as well. We uh, do both uh, NATO and what we call multilateral uh, courses, where perhaps a country does not have um, have their own radiation education uh, entity set up. So we will uh, through. Uh, in NSA, we will work to help that country you know, get their educational abilities uh, up to speed and things like that so that they can respond. But we did just have a team uh, just got back in this past weekend from Estonia. So yes, we are, uh, we're, we're back in business <laughs> full steam ahead as it were. <laughs> back on the road. Yes. Um, I know one of my favorite favorite days or two of the year is when I get to be part of the exercises um, at Reacts, when I get to play the member of the media that has to try to crash through the emergency room. <laughs> <laughs> and you do it well. <laughs> the, first, the first responders always get a little freaked out because <laughs> they don't expect, you know, <laughs> yeah. Andre the Giant to be... <laughs> Yes. And, and as a rule, um, what what we do that's uh, different from a lot of courses, um, of course, we want everybody learning the material. So we have the didactic 
portion where, or some people will call it the death by PowerPoint, but we try to minimize that as much as possible. And there is a large hands-on component to our courses so that when we did the virtual version and pared down to what people could really tolerate in a virtual Mm -hmm. session, taking out the hands-on pieces of the course really shortened our course uh, by half. Um, so we really try to get people involved and do a lot of hands-on types of things. Now, the course you're referring to, this year we have deferred that course um, for a variety of reasons. One, we just uh, weren't through the pandemic restrictions for the first one. And now for the second one, trying to get it scheduled conflicts with a lot of other uh, professional society meetings and uh, exercises. We're We've got exercises right and left right now. So <laughs> everyone's but, trying to get caught up, right? You know, I think it's a perfect opportunity to do so as well. We don't, um, while uh, there have been things that have happened during the pandemic that kept us on what we might want to call a soft alert mm-hmm. uh, to where, you know, we're following things very quickly. And we had a virtual exercise uh, that was uh, on a global scale that uh, kept us also on our toes because we always participate in that exercise as a real-time event. So in other words, you know, when everybody else stops playing at, at five o'clock in the afternoon, we don't until it's done just to keep ourselves kind of tested on things like that. But yes, it's a perfect time to get back into doing the exercises and to really be looking at our preparedness uh, you know, for obvious reasons. Right, absolutely. Um, and the other piece I know um, really well, because you and I just recently did this, is um, being serving as experts, um, and it's part of the reason that you're available telephonically um, or virtually, as the case may be, but even to experts in the media who have questions about um, radiation dosing. And, uh, you know, we, we actually just were on a call with a reporter from the local newspaper who was doing a story on um, severe gastrointestinal um radiation and you provided great information to him about um kind of what to expect and what happens to the body and you know so you 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 all can provide that level of information as well so kind of all over the (laughs) all over the spectrum in terms of you know this important work that that we do so well thank you michael Yes, and, and and thank you for that opportunity as well. It's we we obviously um, if you ask a React staff member something about Reacts or what we do, um, you will get more than you bargain for. We're very passionate about what we do, and we're very dedicated to the mission. So, as with our uh, reporter friend, um, it, it's a good thing he was very excited about the subject matter too, because that turned into quite the conversation. <laughs> so. <laughs> he yeah, was. I, I didn't expect that call to go as long as it did, but um, he, you know, he was into it, and very clearly from 
you know, observing the conversation, you were excited to tell him and he was, you know, nerding out on the, <laughs> on the <laughs> in information a, in you were feeding him. So in a good way, absolutely. The story turned out really well. So is there anything we haven't covered that we need to, um, either about you or about REACTS? One of the things that people don't realize as part of our mission is that uh, with our other NNSA assets, we uh, provide support for NASA launches when there is an RTG um, uh, payload, if you will. I'm probably using a little bit the uh, wrong terminology, but uh, for the uh, recent uh, launch of Perseverance, uh, the rover that was launched, we had about two years of buildup with uh, planning education for uh, regional assets in the state of Florida and working with all the other agencies that would be present for the health physics and medical aspects of the launch should something have gone wrong. Um, And it was a a wonderful launch. We've participated on, I think that's our fourth launch. And I should know what year the first one was, but I do not. Um, (laughs) Yes, and for those of you not familiar with the term uh, RTG, and I'll try to get this one right, it's a mouthful, a radioisotope thermoelectric generator. Uh, So if you've seen or read the movie uh, The Martian, if you've read Mm -hmm. the book or seen the movie, uh, they deal with an RTG in that uh, movie, so... Um, that just kind of a, a bit of interest. And, and in fact, our team gets um, an award from NASA this Friday. So along with Absolutely. all the others, it was a, it was a large community um, effort uh, to, to help with that response. So Excellent. Yeah. Well, congratulations on the award. That's exciting. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and, yes. Reacts has received a lot of honors um, of late. So that's another, <laughs> another feather in the cap. <laughs> So well, thank you. Thank you. Yes. Well, the uh, uh, Department of Energy secretary uh, has been very generous with awards. And as always, we're uh, part of our larger team of uh, DOE and, and NSA, but uh, we're proud to be a part and uh, feel very lucky to have the jobs that we have. Awesome. Um, and you're exceptional at them. I, I always love talking to the to you and your team about the work that you do. Um, is there anything we haven't covered that we should? Uh, the only thing we maybe should mention is we do have this very unique laboratory uh, on our yes, campus. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> uh, we have a cytogenetic uh, biodosimetry laboratory. And uh, Dr. Uh, Balaji is our lab director, and he actually performs a biologic test to assess radiation dose. And the test that he does is actually our gold standard that we've used for many, many decades now. There are newer techniques that are being developed, which is great because it does take a little time to process uh, the test that he does. But we always still try to compare those or validate those against the DCA or the dicentric chromosome assay. Um, These uh, tests do have special um, uh, 
indications for their usage. Uh, we do get a considerable amount of calls from the public saying, oh, I was exposed, I need this test done. And it's generally not really done in that way, but, um, uh, but we do try to get people the help they need when they call and just um, work with their healthcare professionals to uh, make sure that they get the, the best outcome they can. So. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, that's a another um, important asset that that we have um, because they're only one of we're one of three. Well, there are two in the country. There are there are two federally funded. One is at the Armed Forces Radiobiology Research Institute. Um, there are a few other university labs that are primarily dedicated to research, and there are some commercial labs uh, that are de uh, devoted to research and development. Uh, we're actually uh, just through goodwill and good spirit trying to partner with the uh, labs in the United States so that we uh, develop a little more formalized network. Um, actually, it's such a small community in the biodosimetry world that they all know each other and all know that if someone were in trouble, you reach out and um, you know, lend a helping hand. But we're trying to make that a little more formalized. So. Gotcha. Okay. That makes that makes sense and actually sounds like a really good thing to do is, you know, to have everyone kind of playing together and helping out <laughs> if God forbid, you know, <laughs> absolutely. Be a, a large scale incident. So oh, absolutely. And and that is one thing. Uh, we do try to keep close ties and relationships with our sister agencies and organizations that will all come together, you know, heaven forbid, should there be an incident. Um, and uh, it's, there's a great group of people out there and we're proud to, proud to be part of them. So. Awesome. Well, Dr. Iddens, thank you so much for your time talking about Reacts and, and a little bit about the Cytolab here at the end. Um, it has been a pleasure. It is always a pleasure to speak with you um, and to learn a little bit more about Reacts and what, what you all do and the importance that um, Reacts plays in our national nuclear security apparatus. So thank you so much for your time. Well, thank you, Michael, and always a pleasure speaking with you as well. And next time I'll try to have some uh, uh, props or something. I, I didn't even think about something like that. So <laughs> That's okay. That's quite okay. I appreciate it very much. Have a great day. All right. Thank you. You as well. Thank you for listening to the O-Rise Featurecast. To learn more about the Oak Ridge Institute for Science and Education, visit orise.oreu.gov or find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at O-Rise Connect.